Hello, this is Lyle Phillips, Senior Pastor at Iris Nashville, and I would like to personally thank you for downloading and listening to our podcast each week. To find out more information about Iris Nashville, you can find us online at irisnashville.com. Thanks, and God bless. Good evening, everyone. I asked you when we first started, but how are you guys doing tonight? How's your week been? Pretty good? Some good stuff? Average week? Anybody? Normal? Hard week? Tough week? If it was a tough week for you, just go ahead and lift your hand. It's okay. Don't be shy. I'm just wondering, honestly, how many... How many people in here it's been a tough week for because I feel like I've talked to a lot of people this week. Thank you so much, Trevor. <clears throat> and they've said, man, I've had a, I've like had a hard week. I've had, it's been an unusually hard week. And uh, it's, it's actually been a handful of people that I've talked to that have told me that. And then at the same time, I'm also hearing from a handful of people, the word breakthrough. Like it just keeps coming up and I don't know what's going on. I'm like, this has to be the Lord. I was actually going to start a sermon series this week on purpose, but then like finding your purpose, discovering your purpose, walking in your purpose. But I felt like the Holy Spirit was so highlighting this word breakthrough that I was like, I have to give a message on breakthrough because I completely believe that God is moving in breakthrough and in his power through our family, through our church and releasing something special to our city as we enter into this harvest season. All right. So as we start, I asked Brian to play just a little bit because I want to start with some prayer, but not your normal, average, you know, that short, simple, like God bless the Titans prayer on Sunday because we know he needs our, they need our intercession, right? Hallelujah. Bless them, Lord. Help them out. Good Jesus, right? We might, we might need to have a, a, a season of fasting and sackcloth and ashes for the Titans. Are we good this year? We're good. Who do we got? The, the quarterback, Marcus, Mariota. Bless him. You, Kristen, no, she's on the front. Thanks, Kristen. Bless Marcus's arm, Lord, in Jesus' name, and bless my allergies. I don't know what it is tonight, but my throat is just like weird. It's the allergy. Anybody else dealing with that allergy season? Can we just all be healed in Jesus' name, please, Lord? Help us, God. We're tired of these allergies, snotty noses, runny eyes, scratchy throats. I don't like it. I rebuke it. Amen. And now I feel like I need to sneeze. Better, I better mute this mic. All right, let's pray. So, Father, we love you so much. We do. Our Father who is in heaven, holy is his name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. God, forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever and ever and ever. God, I just thank you that your government will see no end. That it is constantly expanding and advancing all over this, work, all over this earth as, as the glory of the Lord covers the earth as the waters fill up the seas, God. We just thank you for that promise that your glory is ever advancing. And right now in Jesus' name, I pray that you would just release a tidal wave of your glory in this house. Lord, we confess that you are holy and that your home is heaven and that you are our Papa. And by the spirit of adoption, we cry out, Abba, Father, tonight, knowing that we have been counted among the number of your precious children. And so right now in Jesus' name, we just take safety in your embrace, Dad. We just take rest right now. If you haven't given, your permi given yourself permission to just take a deep breath and just chill out and relax and let stuff go, just do that right now in the embrace of Abba Father, Lord. We just give ourselves permission to receive your comfort. Holy Spirit, you said that you would be the comforter. 
And we receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit right now. We just, we just receive that peace from the Prince of Peace right now. We receive peace from the Prince of Peace right now in Jesus' name. If everyone doesn't mind, just close your eyes real quick and bow your head if that helps you to engage a little bit better. But I just wanted to take a moment before we talk and just give the Holy Spirit an opportunity to comfort us all individually and corporately as well. You know, I was reminded of that passage during the worship that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And for a lot of us, we've been looking at people, looking at relationships, looking at bosses, leaders, spouses, and thinking that they're the source of our frustration. They're the source of our problem. Maybe it's a circumstance. Maybe it's a scenario that you've walked through this week and you're like, man, that, that's the source of my frustration. If I could just deal with that person, if I could just deal with that leader or that boss or that family member. And I just felt like that the Lord wanted to remind us we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. but against principalities and powers of darkness, forces of evil. And I bring that up for a reason tonight because God is releasing a breaker, anointing to your spirit right now in a place of rest, in a place of peace, in a place of comfort. He's just breathing reconciliation and restoration into your heart as a, as a result of whatever you've gone through over the last week or the last few months and he's bringing peace we don't wrestle against flesh and blood so right now God we just let anybody go just like we prayed out the Lord's prayer we let anybody go that has trespassed against us God we let them go right now in this place we ask you to forgive us of our trespasses as well Lord, we just receive your comfort. We know that by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony that we are overcomers, that we are victorious, God, that you call us more than conquerors. You said that we are greater than conquerors, God. And so we just rest with you tonight, Abba, as conquerors, as sons and as daughters, knowing that by your blood, we overcome, not in strength, not in might, and not in power, but by your spirit, Jesus, do we overcome. So in this place, we just release all that stuff and we just receive a fresh anointing for a new season in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Is there anybody in here that's named Caroline or Carolina? Is there anybody in here that's named that? Yeah, wh what's your name? Caroline, awesome. Would you mind to stand up? I just want to minister to you if it's okay. Is that fine? Come on. The Holy Spirit just highlighted you to me, Caroline, and he told me that he was put placing upon you a fresh set of armor. And it's not an armor for defense, but it's an armor for favor. And I feel like that, you know, there's been people who've tried to just full on attack you, just a frontal assault. Like it's just, they've not even tried to hide it. It's just been right up in your face. And I felt like that the Lord was placing upon your head a new helmet of salvation. And he wants you to know that he's not just your rear guard but that he is your helmet of salvation and that he's not just girding you up to protect you from accusation or from assault, but he's there to bring salvation to your mind and to everything that you think about. He is releasing peace right now from the front to the back of your mind and your thoughts and everything that you've been thinking about as well as what you've been dreaming about. You're gonna leave this place tonight, not just with the helmet of salvation on, but with a blanket of comfort feel like that the Lord is just, it's almost like you had a, you're going to leave here like you've had a massage therapy session or something. You know how you leave there and you're like, oh my gosh, I just feel like I've detoxed. I've released everything. I feel better. I feel rested. I feel restored. 
I feel like that the Lord said He brought you here to release that rest and that restoration to you. And uh, in your rest is your restoration. I feel like that the Lord says that, that in your rest, that there's restoration. And so there's healing for you tonight, Caroline, in Jesus' name. There's favor over you in this season, Caroline, in Jesus' name. So we just bless you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody say amen, please. Amen. We just bless Caroline in Jesus' name. Just thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <clears throat> I, I, I heard two other names, uh, but it could just be one person, uh, Stacy or Shelly. Is anybody here named Stacy or Shelly? No? Okay. Um, where's Rob at? Is Rob still here? I know you, Rob, but I heard your name, man, and I just felt like that the Lord just wanted to encourage you, and He wants to be your encouragement in the season. And I see you reading the Bible, Rob, like almost like your sort of morning routine, like getting out the Word and spending a few times, a few moments, like by yourself. And I feel like that the Lord says that He guards those times, that His Spirit guards those times because those moments are very precious to Him. And you guys are actually writing a, a secret history together that a lot of people don't even see, but the strength and the connection that you have in intimacy with the Lord is something that He admonishes and He values. And He just wants to do that in front of your community right now and just declare over this man of God here, this is an intimate lover of Jesus Christ. And this is somebody who Jesus says is his friend. Just like whenever Thomas approached him, he said, here's an Israelite in whom there is no guile. Rob, I just see you walking with the Lord in the cool of the day, man. And him just saying, this is one of my sons in whom there is no guile. This is a friend of mine. And so the Lord just wants to encourage you, Rob, and just tell you, you're a son of encouragement. Just like Barnabas was, you're a son of encouragement. You're a recipient of encouragement. You're, you're, you're a life of encouragement. And you're a portal of encouragement, man. Just as you open up your mouth to just ask people how their day is, there's a spirit of encouragement that the Lord has anointed your voice with. And just as you speak and as you share, there's going to be encouragement. So I just declare this over you tonight, Rob, in Jesus' name. Friend of God. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just love you so much, Jesus. Um, where, where did Philip go? Philip leave? He translated. He got caught up. He went somewhere. Oh, he's counting something. Awesome. Uh, will one of you guys go get him? Would you mind to? Did he leave completely? He just left. Oh, he did. He had to leave. <laughs> That's okay. Will, I think he left, bro. It's okay. Anyway, Philip, whenever you listen to this podcast, whenever that time comes, I just, I mean, I obviously know you and know you very well, but I felt like that the Lord told me that he was shifting you from soldier to saint. And, um, you know, Philip's somebody, if you guys know him, he works really hard. He's a hard worker. He's a diligent worker. He's somebody that just like nose down to the grindstone, you know? And uh, I felt like that the Lord told me that he was shifting him in this season, in this season from soldier to, to saint and uh, just going to bring some rest and some relaxation to him as well. So I just wanted to speak that out. So, Philip, when you listen to this on the podcast, man, I wanted to speak it out over the mic because I want you to hear it because I believe there's something significant about the anointing that's being released right now uh, to bring this to your life in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. So we know that in the book of Isaiah that it is the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. Amen. amen. The anointing breaks the yoke is what the book of Isaiah said. And so tonight... I just felt like that the Lord wanted to minister a bit prophetically because there's something about the prophetic anointing that tears away the fetters of Jezebel. 
I might go a little bit deep here, but the Jezebel spirit wants to do three things. It wants to run you down, run you out, or run you crazy. And I don't know how many of you guys in here tonight, you're like, hey, I'm definitely fitting into one of those three categories right now. I feel like I'm, I'm being tempted to be ran crazy. I feel like I'm being tempted to be ran down. I'm exhausted. I'm fatigued. I'm tired. I don't even know what else is going to happen. I just need something to shift or just trying to run you out get you out of community, get you out of family, trying to break relationships. And it's the prophetic anointing that breaks the yoke. And it's the prophetic anointing that deals with the spirit of Jezebel. And I know that's kind of some heavy stuff, but you know, I just felt like that the Lord wants to release a prophetic anointing to our family and increase and a prophetic anointing to our city. Not just to have insight on how to reach people, but to have foresight on what is to come, just as the tribe of Issachar had foresight. You know, there's something special about the prophetic anointing because the tribe of Judah, when Israel would go into battle, they would send forth the worshipers. Did you guys know that? They would be waving flags, blowing horns. They would be worshiping Jehovah Yahweh in front of the battle because they knew, they had insight, man. Worship was their warfare. And as they worshiped God, God brought victory. But there was something special about that worshiping warriors that God was raising up to lead that army is that that anointing actually woke up the tribe of Issachar, which was the prophetic warriors that came in and displaced darkness and released prophetic words and released not just insight, but foresight and ground was being taken in the spirit. And guess who they were followed by? They were followed by the tribe of Zebulun, which was known as a tribe of financial increase and expansion. And I want to tell you guys that the prophetic anointing is not just going to break off what hinders you, but the prophetic anointing is is going to release expansion and blessing and promotion over your life. And so I just want you to expect God to give you a prophetic anointing in this season to prophesy, to see visions, to dream dreams. Come on, the prophet Joel prophesied and the apostle Peter repeated in his first sermon of the the, the book of Acts church. The spirit of the Lord is going to be poured out on all flesh. He didn't say on Pentecostals. He didn't say on charismatic. You know, he didn't reserve that just for those crazy tongue talking weirdos, right? that some people might consider those people. I grew up Pentecostal, that's why I'm picking on them, okay? But it's for everybody of all backgrounds, of all denominations, it doesn't matter. God wants to give believers in our city a prophetic anointing to announce what's coming to this city. All these thousand people a month that are moving here is not by accident. God is actually just, he's gathering. He's gathering for something that he wants to release, not just to a few, but but to a city, you guys. There's a reason for this. There's something special on it. And we need to have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church or else we're going to miss it and think it's just about church growth. And that's not a prophetic warning. I'm just giving you what I feel from the Lord to say, I want to encourage you guys that you all have been gifted and anointed to prophesy and to heal the sick and to advance the kingdom and to raise the dead and to cleanse the lepers. You all carry that anointing. You guys know that, right? If you've been saved for two minutes, you've been anointed to be a full-time minister. (laughs) How's that for a message, huh? (laughs) And it doesn't mean you have to be paid to be a pastor. God knows, you know, we have a lot of those, but we need more of them. So if you're feeling called to do that, come on, do that too. But if you're a lawyer or you're a clerk or you work at the bank or you work at the train yard, it doesn't matter. You're called into full-time ministry to release the kingdom of Jesus Christ and his power through your life. Can I get too good? Amen. Amen. So tonight I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about breakthrough and let's just bless Brian for hanging out on these keys and serving us and ministering to to us. Thank you, Lord. Ah, hallelujah. It's a good day to be alive. Really good day to be alive. This morning, a lady, this is crazy. This morning, a lady at my dad's church was leaving the 9 a.m. service and actually passed away in the parking lot. She had a heart heart attack. She died in the parking lot. Thankfully, there were people there that were trying to resuscitate her and give her CPR. Bunch of prayer warriors gathered around her, started to pray. The ambulance was called. 
She's in the hospital right now, awake, alert. She's sitting up in the bed and she's getting better. So, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Best place to die is that church. Just want to say, put that out there right now. And I don't want anybody to die at church, but man, I guess if it's that time, you might as well be around a bunch of people that believe God meant what he said. So my birthday was last Saturday. I turned 31 years old. Yes, 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 yes. 31 years old. Uh, this year is going to mark 10 years uh, full-time in vocational ministry, speaking ministry, preaching, not, not pastoring, because God knows you don't want a 21-year-old pastor. But my dad was crazy enough to give me the microphone when I told him I was called to preach. So this year is a significant year for me. I'm going to celebrate a decade, not just preaching, but actually walking with the Lord. I met the Lord as a kid, but you know, I really gave over to him completely and surrendered, said, okay, God, I yield. Whatever it is that you want to do with my life, I say yes at about 21. So I'm celebrating a decade. And early on, when I was in a ministry school in Austin, Texas, um, it was the very first ministry school I'd ever been to. I'd been walking with the Lord for about nine months. And uh, I had an encounter with the Lord on September 5th, which is my birthday. That was also last Saturday. And God spoke to me in this little prayer chapel before school. He said, I'm going to give you a new name this year. That's going to be your birthday gift. And I thought, okay, that's a very interesting thing to hear. Okay, God, you want to give me a new name? All right, I'm listening, you know. And God said, I'm going to give you this new name. It's, it's, it's Bethel. And I hadn't heard anything about Bethel Church in Reading or anything like that. I knew it was a place in the Bible, but I thought it was a really strange name for a person. And I thought, God, what is that about, you know, Bethel, right? And he said, you're going to be a place of my presence. And that's why I'm naming you this, is because wherever you go, my presence is going to go with you, and I'm going to call you Bethel. And I thought, okay, that's, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Jesus. And over the years, you guys, there's been countless occasions where I've been overseas, and I've been walking just through the dirt, honestly, in India and open sewers to the left and right, kids running around with no clothes on. And that word will just come back to me. And the Lord said, you're Bethel. My presence is with you. Just release my presence right here through the slums. And so it's been a blessing. It was a significant encounter for me then. And every year since on my birthday, I've always asked the Lord for a new name. I'm like, all right, here it comes. Woo, new name, Lord. And God's never given me one. Every year, I've, I've, I've thought to ask, you got a new name for me, God? Nothing. I haven't heard anything, right? And I've not been frustrated or discouraged by it or anything. I just never heard anything. I would always have special encounters with the Lord on my birthday, and they always felt special to me. And I thought, man, God really cares about our birthdays. Do you guys know that? God really cares about your birthday. I know sometimes we don't want to celebrate our own birthday because we feel like embarrassed or maybe we didn't get celebrated that well in our home growing up. But man, I can tell you guys, God remembers the day that you were born and it is so significant to him. This year on Saturday morning, you know, I was excited because we were getting ready to go to Husk, my favorite restaurant. So good. If you guys haven't been there, man, that's an anointed, that'd, be a, that'd probably be where I want to die actually. <laughs> bury me under one of those ricotta fritters with peach jam. <laughs> right? Just throw them on me. They're good. Um, anyways, so it was, they're so good. That, it was like 5 a.m. And, and Allison was asleep. Isaiah was asleep. And, and every now and then, you know how, like when you just wake up, it's super early and you're like, it's way too early. I'm going back to bed. And you just don't even think about it. You just roll over, go back to bed. Well, I woke up out of a dream. Don't remember what the dream was. And I woke up and I thought, man, it's early. But then all of a sudden I could just sense the presence of Jesus in the bedroom. And I thought, it's really early. They're asleep. But man, I feel like God is here. I'm like, all right, Lord, what are you going to say, you know? And then Jesus just said, hey, I'm going to give you a new name. And I was like, oh, okay, this is awesome, you know? And he said, your new name is Breakthrough. And he said, uh, you're going to carry a spirit of breakthrough. And I've assigned an angel of breakthrough to your life. And there's going to be fresh authority 
on your voice from now on. And that whenever you decree a thing, I'm going to come through with power and back it up like never before. And then I went back to sleep because after all, it was early. And it was my birthday, so I wanted to sleep in because Allison was watching Isaiah for the morning. And then we went to Husk. Hallelujah. So I share that encounter with you guys because I don't think that it's just for me. Obviously, yes. I mean, I know that it was a special encounter between me and the Lord, but I also feel like it's just a word that's floating around right now. And I felt to capture it and just preach on it a little bit. Even this week, we were at CrossFit, which I can't go at least one sermon without mentioning CrossFit because it's awesome. And, um, and even one of my coaches, you know, he was like, he was showing me how to do a movement and I did it and he was like, breakthrough. And I was like, you don't know what you just said. So you just confirm the word of the Lord for Sunday. Um, I didn't freak him out. He's a believer. It was Joe. So anyways, so we all need breakthrough. How many of you guys would agree and say we all need breakthrough, right? If you're in a season right now where you need breakthrough, just wave at me, right? You're like, yeah, I need, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Wave offering, right? We all need breakthrough. Maybe for you and Brian, you don't have to keep playing. If you want to, you can. It's up to you, bro. I don't, I, are you guys getting serenaded right now? Because I'm feeling fine. So just do whatever you want, bro. Just do whatever makes you feel like a son. I always love when Heidi says that. So I always say that. Just play whatever makes you feel like a son. So, but we all need breakthrough, right? I mean, some of us, it might be in the area of our finances. Some of us, it might be in the area of our calling. Some of us, it might be in the area of our career. Or heck, maybe it's just our passions. We're just wondering, like, what are we even passionate about these days? I don't feel any vision or clarity from the Lord. And maybe you need breakthrough in that area of your life. Well, I have good news for you. God is faithful to bring you into new seasons. Amen. The only thing constant in life is change, as one infamous bumper sticker once said, right? There's always change happening, and God is so faithful to bring us into new seasons. But when we step into new seasons, there is always a new challenge within that new season. Am I right? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? You think, finally, Deliverance. I am free. I have fresh vision and fresh passion and fresh promotion. But then there is right there in your way, a fresh challenge in that new season, you know, and you're thinking, I just got a prophetic word. You know, I'm starting to believe that's the reason God gives us prophetic words because we're about to need it. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about? You meet a challenge face first. You're like, this is terrible. And you're like, but I got a prophetic word. And God's like, that's right. You did so that you could go through this wall, so that you could go through this challenge. And so God is so faithful to bring us into new seasons. God is so faithful to bring us into new breakthroughs and he provides breakthroughs for us so that we can enter into the new season. And so just as every season has a big challenge, every season of your life has a big breakthrough. You can trace it back, you can think about it, right? Within every season, there's a challenge, but, but also within every season, there is a breakthrough. And we have new challenges so we can go to new levels. We can go to new dimensions. We can mature. We can grow in Jesus. We can grow in our purpose. We can grow in who he's called us to be. We can look more like God. And that's why God gives us breakthroughs in different seasons. We meet new challenges and he shows up as the Lord of the breakthrough in that season. And he proves to us over and over again that it's not by our strength, that it's not by our power, but it's by by his faithfulness of his spirit that is going to continue to bring us breakthrough no matter what it is that we face, right? It's funny how we forget that sometimes, but breakthroughs are actually tutors, right? They teach us about the faithfulness of God. So the next time we meet a challenge, we can apply the testimony of the past to the situation of the present and see breakthrough as we trust in God. And we don't do it because we fight it. We just do it because we're trusting. I believe that more breakthroughs happen for people that, that trust rather than people that fight. You guys know what I'm talking about? So 
What is breakthrough? Let's just define it, okay? I'm gonna dive into this message here and let's define breakthrough first. I'm not gonna use a specific passage of scripture to define breakthrough, but I'm rather gonna use a word. It's used, I think, about 48 times in the Old Testament. It's a Hebrew word and it's the word parats, okay? Not parrots, but parats. It kind of looks like parrots. And I think it may actually be on the next slide, Matt. Uh, I'm not sure though. But it means to break through. Maybe I didn't put it in there. That's okay. Uh, it means parats. Everybody just say that with me. Hebrew word, parats. You guys speak Hebrew. You got it. So it means to break through or to burst out. It means to grow, to increase, or to be opened. That's a good thing, right? But here's the cool thing about that word. The implication is that something has been closed off, shut down, diminished, stunted, restricted, or confined, and then there is breakthrough, a breaking open, a bursting out, a growth, an increase, or an opening. Parats has to do with breaking out of a prison-like structure, as well as to grow or to increase in any area that has been previously shut off. That's pretty good, huh? And believe it or not, the Lord actually talks about it about 50 times in the Old Testament about the things that inhibit his people being broken off and things being broken open and brought into a new place by his power. That's a lot of times that God talks about that, you guys. I think that's pretty cool. What do you think? I think it's cool. So here's what I wanna do. I wanna run through three points. And uh, as I get into the teaching portion, Brian, I will ask you to stop and then, but hang tight because I want you to come back whenever I'm, I'm, I'm finishing up because I just really want to just dive into sort of a teaching portion. I want to really engage your mind to think about this. And so that way you can apply it whenever you leave out. Okay. So let's go to the first slide, please. And this is the first biblical definition that I want to bring up about breakthrough. Breakthrough. Everybody, let's say this together. Breakthrough is revelation. All right. A lot of times breakthrough looks like revelation. You guys know what I'm talking about. You get an illumination about some situation and you think, oh my gosh, I get it now. I understand it. Boom. There's breakthrough, right? You guys know what I mean? Because sometimes for God to change your situation, he just needs to change your mind. You guys know what I'm talking about? And so sometimes breakthrough is revelation. But let's check this out. First Samuel three and one. It says, and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no, everybody say those last two words with me, please, open vision. Okay, there was no open vision, meaning there wasn't a lot of revelation. People were not getting insight from the Lord. They weren't getting revelation. Well, believe it or not, that word there, open, is the Hebrew word parats. Okay, so what the Bible is saying is that when Samuel was ministering to the Lord before Eli, that in those days, the word of the Lord was precious. Okay, there wasn't a lot of people receiving parats revelation, meaning breakthrough revelation. There was no one receiving breakthrough revelation. So when the Bible says there's no open, vi open vision, it means breakthrough revelation, okay? At this point in time in history, that priest, Eli, he had compromised by allowing his two sons to sin in the temple. And so as a result of his compromise and his negligence, there was no breakthrough revelation in, at, at that point in time, which is one thing I do wanna highlight. If you're asking the Lord for breakthrough, you do need to examine your heart you do need to investigate your lifestyle to ensure that, hey, I'm not hiding a bunch of sin and then asking God to, to break me through something while at the same time trying to continue to engage in sin. Right. Can I get an amen? Amen. Because I know that we all know that, but I just want remind, to remind you of that. The point here is, is that what, when, when we do not perceive what is happening spiritually, we're held back from breakthrough. Here, here's another point from the Bible. You guys ever heard about the Bible talk about hardness of heart? You know, like someone's heart hardening? Believe it or not, that Greek word actually means to be destitute of spiritual perception. It actually means to be destitute of breakthrough revelation. So when we don't receive revelation, the natural byproduct that we're ultimately led into is a hardness of heart. 
I think that's pretty significant because that's what we see in 1 Samuel is that there was a hardness of heart happening. There had been no revelation received. There was no breakthrough revelation. And as a result, the word of the Lord was precious in those days. How many of you guys know that we need revelation? If you need breakthrough, let me proclaim this to you tonight. You need revelation. And I wanna say it to this side so you guys will get it too. If you need breakthrough, you need revelation. Amen? If you need breakthrough, you need revelation. No revelation oftentimes means no breakthrough. Not hearing from God keeps us from breakthrough. And no revelation equals hardness of heart. I think that is super interesting. What do you guys think? Because oftentimes breakthrough is revelation. And if it's not, breakthrough comes with revelation attached. So to expect breakthrough, but to not to pray, but to not pray for revelation is, is futile because they go hand in hand. They cooperate, they work together. So if, if we're asking for breakthrough, we also need to pray for revelation, which I, which I think is important for us to posture our heart in a place of prayer if we're pursuing breakthrough in this season. Because I think a lot of times we say, God, I need a breakthrough, but we don't cry out for it consistently. We don't pray. We don't read the word. We don't really meditate or contemplate on what God is doing. We don't ask him for any revelation. We don't consider what he's speaking and doing in this season. We're just saying, God, I need a breakthrough. Right, And sometimes the things that we're putting before the Lord, like, God, I need a breakthrough, that may not necessarily be the breakthrough that's at the top of his priority list. You guys with me on this? So it's important that we are saying what heaven is saying over our life by receiving revelation from Jesus in a place of prayer and then releasing the things that have been loosed in the heavens over our life and binding the things that have been bound over our life. Amen? So it's important that we have revelation if we're expecting breakthrough. And if we don't, we don't posture our heart in that way. I think we run the risk of actually, you know, kind of, I don't know how you would say it, but wrestling, fighting in our own strength for a breakthrough that God does want to give us, but rather there's something that he wants to speak to us about first. Because how many of you guys know the kingdom's all about line upon line, precept upon precept, glory to glory. And somebody even said that in pre-service prayer. You know, a lot of times we'll pray for somebody to be healed without even asking if they're saved. You know, Roland Baker told me that one time out in the bush. He was like, why do we assume that the first thing that God wants to do is heal blind people? Don't you think he wants to get them saved first? And I thought, well, that's a pretty good question. I never thought about that, you know, because a lot of times we'll just say, well, we know what God wants to do. He wants to bring breakthrough in this area because I'm a son and I'm blessed and highly favored. Yes, that is true, but that, that may not be the top of God's priority list today. It might be, but why don't we get revelation from him, get insight from him, know what he's talking about currently in our life so that we can live an abundant life, right? It said that man would not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The King James says proceedeth, right? That means it's current, it's present tense. It is proceeding, we're not supposed to live on the bread of yesterday. We're not supposed to even live. I mean, it's good to be inspired and motivated and moved by testimonies that God has done in our past. We know that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, but we're not called to live off of a, you know leftovers. We're called to live off of a fresh word from heaven as it proceeds out of the mouth of God to be current with him. You guys with me on this? Am I going too like fast and crazy? Okay. Awesome, just throwing out a bunch of stuff because I think it's important because that's the first thing that breakthrough is. Breakthrough is revelation, okay? So if you need a breakthrough in here tonight, number one, you need revelation, all right? So just put your hand on your heart. I need revelation. I need revelation. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Okay, here's, here's the second one. Breakthrough is expansion, all right, now this is the one that everybody's just kind of like, duh. You know, breakthrough is definitely expansion. I wanna read Isaiah 54 and three. It says, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. God was giving this word through Isaiah to the people of Israel, talking about expansion of their territory and of their nation to spread out to the left and to the right. 
So this is typically what I believe that we think about when we consider breakthrough. We're like, yes, breakthrough is coming. That means I'm gonna get more money and a bigger house and a faster car and better clothes. And you guys know what I'm talking about? Because that's breakthrough, right? We look at that one expression as, as oftentimes being the sole expression of breakthrough. And the truth is, that is breakthrough. Promotion is breakthrough. Um, receiving inheritance and then walking in it is breakthrough. It means to expand. That's what, this is one of those words, parats. It means to expand. It means to actually grow in number. This includes our finances. There is a parats, there is a biblical breakthrough that happens in our lives when God gives us increase in the form of finances. Amen, right? That's certainly breakthrough. That's one expression of breakthrough. And so when you possess revelation, getting back to the first point just a little bit, you will know what expansion to expect. But when you don't have revelation, just to mention this one once more, you may contend for a breakthrough in the wrong area, in the wrong season. So don't, don't, don't just think, well, I know what the expansion is, but get the revelation first and then expect the expansion that God speaks to you about. So when we have revelation, we can boldly step out in faith, knowing about the expansion that God wants to give us, pray into that, go after it with him in a place of prayer, and then expect to receive it and watch as God brings that expansion and that increase into our life. So whatever it is that God's speaking to you about concerning breakthrough, I can promise you guys this, his heart is to bring you expansion, is to grow you to the left and to the right, like the prayer of Jabez, to stretch out your tent pegs right? You know, we pray that prayer, stretch out our tent pegs. Stretching hurts. Yep. <laughs> you ever think about that? Yep. And sometimes we're like, just move God. And then he moves and we're like, where'd you go? <laughs> well, I thought you said to move. Yeah, but I was comfortable here. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Because yeah. sometimes God will do a new thing, bring a new breakthrough in a new season, and we won't like it. You know why? Because you were really good at what God was doing in the previous season. For those people who are like really amped on prophecy and like there's a season in the body of Christ where just everybody's prophesying. How many of you guys know the person who's really gifted and really pumped and really brave in the area of prophecy? They're just loving that season. They're on their high horse, man. They're like, yeah, that's right. I'm used to the Lord. You know, but they don't dream to save their life. You know, they don't, they, they never hear from the Lord that way. And then, you know, maybe the Lord, you know, is on dreams in another season and the guy who prophesied, you know, he's just hanging out in the back for a season. You guys know what I'm talking about? And you can be like, I'm bummed. Right? I mean, think about it. Whenever Israel was headed to the promised land, how many of you guys know that for 40 years, God fed the nation of Israel with manna? You guys remember that? And so every day they would go out and they would scoop up manna. And manna literally means, what is it? That's what it means. What is it, right? They, they, they explain the flavor of it in the Bible a little bit, but I think that we all agree if we'd eaten manna, not just for 40 years, but for 40 days, we'd get pretty tired of that mess, right? But I believe there was probably somebody amongst the tribe of Israel who was the chief manna gatherer. You know what I mean? Like they built some type of apparatus to just whoop, swoop up that manna. They were just, you know, they were looking good. They were doing it with flair, hashtag swag, right? And they're like, I got this dude. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. I got this manna. And then they brought it home. They grilled up some manna burgers. They had some manna sloppy. They had a menu of manna. You could go to their tent and order a number two with some manna fries. You guys know what I'm talking about. They were good at taking what the Lord was releasing. They were stewarding it and they were making it awesome. And then all of a sudden there was a season shift. There was a breakthrough. And then God wasn't giving manna anymore. 10 days goes by, 20 days goes by, 40 days goes by. You know, the nation's like, hold on, wait. God must be calling us to fast. How many of you guys know after 40 days, you're like, hey, something ain't, something ain't right here. It's been 40 days. I'm getting kind of hungry. The man is sounding good, but it doesn't look like the man is going anywhere. And then somebody gets the revelation. Oh, hold on. Wait, God's called us to farm. God's called us to hunt. God's called us to feed ourselves in a different way. Right? But then what happens to the chief manna gatherer? They're depressed, right? They, they lose their job in a sense. They're bummed out. They're like, I was so good at what God was doing in the previous season, but now I've lost my identity because he's doing something different. 
You guys know what I'm talking about? So that's why it's important for us to have revelation about the current breakthrough that God wants to bring, not just to us, but to the body of Christ so that we can move in step and in season with the Holy Spirit to, to capitalize, to maximize upon what God is doing, not just for ourselves so that our ministries can be exalted and that we can look good, but so that we can feed other people and admonish the body of Christ and encourage them and exhort them. So breakthrough doesn't always look like you think you want it to, but it doesn't mean it's not breakthrough. It just means it's time for you to shift and to move with the seasons that God is releasing. So if you don't feel like popular in this season, don't worry, your season's coming, right? And if you're like, man, I'm the stuff in this season, don't worry, your season's coming too. Because it's about the body, right? It's about all of us. Okay, here's the third thing. Number three, breakthrough is to take ground. Now, I think that what we do typically is we stop at the second one. We think, oh, expansion, money, finances, new job, new opportunity, I'm blessed, bought a house, I can afford daycare, I'm good. Let me hit up that lazy boy. I ain't worried about church, man, I'm good. Football season, whoop. Call up the boys, order some dominoes. Hot and ready. <laughs> I'm good. I got everything I needed. Y'all don't know anybody like that, right? That ain't me, bro. You see me here every Sunday. You guys know what I'm talking about. You're like, hold on, wait. When I met you, you were a drug addict. You came to, you came to Jesus. You joined church because you needed it. Like you were desperate for it. You were up here every week. And now you're blessed and you're just, where well, we ain't even see you anymore. Oh, I'm good, man. I've been, I've been, that's a breakthrough. I've been promoted. I've been expanded. I don't need that. I'll listen to a podcast. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to step on any toes. I'm just being real in that we can't stop with personal expansion. Amen. We have to continue on into taking ground. Here's what I can guarantee you guys. The early church, they were obsessed with taking ground. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't comfortable with complacency. They didn't get content with when the Holy Spirit was poured out in Acts chapter two in the upper room. Jesus said, hey, go wait on the promise of the Father. I'm gonna pour out some fire. It's gonna be awesome. But then it's gonna be unto something. It's not just so that you can speak in tongues and impress people and speak in their various languages. That's gonna be awesome. The Spirit's gonna be poured out, but it, there's a purpose attached to it. There's an assignment attached to it. And it's so that you can be my witnesses, yes. right? Yeah. And so... You guys realize, right? When they experienced that encounter and the fire fell and they were baptized with the Holy Spirit, they could have just said, you know what? That's what Jesus told us to do. He said we would be witnesses, but hey, I mean, did he really mean what he said? Because we're good. I mean, we've been expanded. We've been increased. Come on, look at this power we've got. I just stood up and preached a message and 3,000 people got saved. I'm the man. You guys with me on this? I'm good, we're expanded, we're fine. Let's just build some houses and chill out and hang out and we're blessed. I mean, not to, you know, get too much on, you know, our westernized expression of Christianity, but typically that's kind of where we draw the line. We're blessed, we're expanded, we got promotion and increase. Well, yes, God wants you to have all those things. I want you to know that. But he wants you to do it unto a higher purpose, which is to be his witness as to take ground. Okay, here's Genesis 28, verse 14. It says, your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east, more expansion, and to the north and to the south. All the peoples on earth, all the peoples will be blessed through you and your offspring. See, this was part of the original commissioning, God speaking to Abraham, but also to our first parents, Adam and Eve. He said, be fruitful, right? Expand. But then he also said, multiply, right? advance. So it wasn't just about, hey, just be fruitful and be content and just hang out and, you know, hang out in the lazy boy, watch some football, right? But I also want you to multiply. I also want you to advance. I want you to be on the offensive. There's no gray area in the kingdom. You know, some people are like, be careful. You don't want to backslide. Well, I would consider backslide taking one inch away from where you are not just falling away and not going to church and living a lifestyle of sin, just never digress. 
just always on the offense, always moving forward, always looking for what God wants to do next. Yeah. Not just for me, but through me. Yes. Amen? Amen? There's no gray area in the kingdom. As soon as we start to try and play defense, that's when God takes what, what's on us. If you don't believe me, look at the parable of the talents. The guy who protected it was the one that had it taken from him. And he said, I'm gonna give it to the dude with more. Because as soon as we start to get in this defensive posture and start trying to protect what is ours is when we give it up to the people who are on the offensive and we give it up for the person who's pressing forward. And I know it's like, well, that's not right. But that's what the kingdom calls fair. And he gets to set the rules, not us, right? <laughs> Point three is a little bit of a heart check. But we must move from expanding to advancing. We must move from promotion to promoting, right? You know, when you talk to a manager, you, you, you hear about how important they are. But when you talk to a leader, you hear about how important that you are. And God's not one to just trust us to be a manager of people. Oh, I'm the boss. I'm expanding. Give me your talents, right? But he wants us to come to a place of not just being empowered, but to be empowering. That's, that's where this thing is leading, guys. That's, that's why you're here as a part of Iris, as a part of this church, because we're not gonna stop with the 10 points to be blessed. There's nothing wrong with that because those 10 points are important and God wants you to be blessed. But then there's another scene that's a part of your destiny, that's a part of your anointing, that's a part of your assignment. And I can promise you guys this, you will never regret it by moving into this when you meet your deathbed. But you very well may regret, regret just being like satisfied and content. I'm done. You know, I got expanded. I'm fine. Yeah. You guys with me on this? Yeah. I can promise you, when you get old and you're getting ready to die, I mean, I think I can promise you. I'm saying that because I think I, that, that, that I could promise you this. You're really not going to think about how much power you had, the position that you had, how famous that you were, or how much money's in your bank account. You're gonna think about how many people did I affect? How many people did, did, did I leave a legacy in? Did I write history in the hearts of people that I knew and served and loved? Man, I wish I would've served people more. I wish I would've been more self-sacrificing. I wish I would've poured more of myself out for the purpose of not just my advancement, but other people's advancement because there was a purpose on my life and now that time is thin and I get to celebrate heaven and Jesus and I get to be expanded for all of eternity. But I missed out on the opportunity to advance. You get to expand forever, guys. That's awesome. Just don't stop there. You've been kept alive for a purpose or else you would have died the moment you got saved. If God's whole intention with you was to expand you, as soon as you repented, you'd just gone to heaven. If you've not died yet, that means there's a purpose on your life. If you're not dead, that means there's an anointing on your life and it's more than just to expand, it's to advance. Can I get a good Amen. We are called to be boundary breakers. God's people are called to be boundary breakers. I'm not talking about people's personal heart boundaries, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. Don't leave here and say, well, Pastor Lowell said I can just bulldoze your heart tomorrow. That's not what I mean, okay? I know you guys have heard that message. It's a good one. I'm talking about boundaries that the enemy or an evil power has set up over particular territories, families, and places of business. We're called to come in and break that mess off and displace that evil with the kingdom and with the light of Jesus Christ to reestablish what God's purpose is for that territory and for that place. See, people who carry this, this whole breakthrough, this idea of breakthrough, and it's for all of us. It's, a, it's an anointing for breakthrough. It's a breaker anointing. They believe that God can bring deliverance not just to people, but to cities. Those are the crazy people that believe that God can bring deliverance not just to a crowd at a church, but to a country. You guys, you guys with me on I'm talking about world changers. I'm talking about people who say, hey man, I'm, I'm willing to carry that because I want wherever I walk into, I want there to be breakthrough happen. I want there to, be, to evil be displaced. I want light and love to come. I want the atmosphere to change in that place. You're not called to be a thermometer going into places, taking the spiritual climate and then saying, oh, look at all the evil in here. You're called to be a thermostat. You step into the place, you set the climate according to what God is speaking about that territory and into that situation. Yes. 
But we don't do, we don't do that if we stop with expansion. We got to move into advancement. That's what breakthrough is all about. God wants to give us a breakthrough anointing. And so as I'm, I'm, I'm closing with this, you guys, God wants to give us a breakthrough anointing. I really believe it. But there's one thing I wanna address real quick, just as your pastor and, you know, kind of as a dad of this community. I realize I'm just turning 31, so it seems a little weird to say that. But I'm gonna say it because it's true in the spirit, okay? We need to deal with our hidden sin. Just to be real, we need to deal with it. How many of you guys are tired of not walking in breakthrough? I mean, come on. I don't want just personal breakthrough. I want breakthrough for my family. I want breakthrough for my job. I want breakthrough for my city. I want breakthrough for my friends who are going through marital problems. I don't wanna just be like, oh, did you hear what so-and-so's going through? And replace what God ordained for breakthrough with the enemy calls gossip. You guys know what I mean? Like, I'm ready to carry that, man. And if we're going to carry that, it's not about us having some big corporate call to repentance, but it is about us investigating our heart tonight because God's highlighting it. Say, man, let's deal with this. It's time, to, it's time to root this out, man. I'm tired of no open vision. I'm tired of the word of the Lord being precious in my life because it comes so few and far between. I have to rely on Sunday as a shot in the arm just to get me through my week because I can't even hear from God unless I'm with other people who are Christians. I'm talking, man, God, our deliverer is in this place tonight to bring breakthrough with the breaker anointing to break every chain to, of bondage, the anointing that breaks every yoke and, and to break you free of that stuff and bring deliverance tonight to you. We're not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna say, hey, you know, who's dealing with this? Everybody raise your hand. That's not what I'm doing, okay? We've all been to that youth group meeting. It was great. It was awesome. And every now and then it needs to happen. But that's not, what I'm, that's not what I'm calling us to do tonight. What I'm calling you to do tonight is if it fits, simply examine your heart. If, if you feel the pride of the Holy Spirit right now, what is it? What is that thing? God's like, hey, I, I've been asking you for that. I've been highlighting that by my spirit. And uh, if Brian's around, you can come back, brother. Oh, look at that. Hope. Translated. <laughs> There's another person. But I, I, I'm, I'm sharing this tonight, truly believing that, that God wants to use me as a mouthpiece just to say, it's time to, time to cut this out, okay? Time to cut it out. So I wanna invite you guys to stand up right now. So that's what the breaker anointing is. That's what the breakthrough anointing is. It's not, it's not this, it's it's not a nudge by nudge by nudge over time, okay? You guys, it's it's it the illustration is something that's been closed off. It's almost like imprisonment. And then like a wa like 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 a water breaking through a dam. That's the illustration that this that's like the actual illustration from the Bible. There's water breaking through, it's tearing through a dam. It's the pressure's just built up for too long. And all you gotta do tonight, you guys, is just, like we started with, just, just let God do the work. It's not about you and your own strength and you fighting hard enough to get this out of your life, okay? You've tried that. You've been trying that for years. Just, just let that go and let, just let the dam break. I'm gonna have Tony come and he's got a word tonight he wants to minister to you guys with. So Austin, please, please turn on this mic if you don't mind. And then we're gonna pray, okay? We're gonna give you guys the opportunity to pray. Uh, just since Lyle started talking, I, I felt like the Lord wanted me to say this, that uh, you know, when we talk about a, a subject like breakthrough, our minds can quickly go to you know, a, a relationship crisis, a, a job situation, or our finances. And I, I felt like the Lord was saying, like, uh, don't, if, if those areas are fine, don't turn your mind off. There, there's some of us that need a breakthrough just in those qualities of being like the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and um, you know, 
maybe you're one of those people like you, you, you profess to be a Christian, but you're okay with not being very loving. You, you profess to be a Christian, but you don't have any joy in your life. You, you profess to be a Christian, but you're filled with anxiety and you're missing the peace. You know, those qualities God wants us to have, He's given us the Holy Spirit, they're ours. They are the fruit of the Spirit. All seven or nine of them, whichever version you read, they're all for you. So, like, don't just think about that job situation. Think about, hey, am I missing the joy in my life? Am, am I filled with too much anxiety to enjoy the peace of, you know, Christ? So, we might, yeah, it's it's great in the big areas. It's great to get breakthrough over sin, but we also, you know, God desires to conform us to the image of Christ. Amen. Wants to mold us. So even in those little bitty characteristics that, you know, examine your, test your own self, you know? Yes. Where are you in those seven or nine things? Amen. So. Hang tight with me, Tony. Because I, I want to do two things. I want to respond to the word that's to, that Tony's releasing, and then I also just want to deal with whatever it is that God may be speaking to you right now to deal with. Here's the thing about the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord, you know, David wrote about it. He said it breaks the cedars of Lebanon. I don't even know what those are, but they sound pretty big, right? The voice of the Lord breaks off complacency. If you're feeling apathetic, all you need is a word from the Lord. You need some strength. You need some fresh bread. The voice of the Lord, it shatters shatters everything that's that's kept you bound, okay? So here's what I wanna ask you to do first, because I'm gonna pray over you. I'm gonna ask Tony to pray over you the word that he's that he's delivering. I just want him to, I just wanna ask him to bless you guys as, as we pray into that. But first and foremost, here's what I'd like to do. Just please, everyone in here, if you don't mind, just close your eyes, bow your head. One of the first things that we're gonna do here is we're just gonna give an opportunity for anyone who would like to respond to the voice of the Lord for salvation, okay? So if that's you and you're here tonight and you're like, man, I just wanna give my life to Jesus. I need to come home. I've been running from God. Found myself in a church. I don't even know what I'm doing here. Just wanna add every, every, every eyes closed, every head is bowed. I just wanna ask you to lift your hand, please, right now. I wanna pray with you about the biggest decision of your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. All right. So, Tony, I just want to ask you to come back up. <clears throat> and I just want you to just release a prayer of blessing, man, over... Oh, uh, did we lose that mic? Oh, sorry about that, Tony. I just want to ask you to release a prayer of blessing... And then we're going to have the ministry team available for you guys. And I'll formally dismiss you after Tony's prayer. Father God, we just uh, thank you for loving us. And we thank you for not uh, leaving us where we are. That you want to change us. You want to conform us to the image of your son, God. You want to live through us. And I pray, God, that each one of us, whatever it is, if it's sin... If it's a struggle, God, or if it's just a quality that we're okay with that we know is not like you want us to have it, God, that we would just be aware of that and that we would find breakthrough in that area of our life, God. We know you want to do great and mighty works through us. Sometimes we feel so little. Sometimes we feel so weak. Sometimes we just don't even feel your presence to accomplish what you want to in our life, God, and we want to be people to breakthrough. We want to be a church of breakthrough, God, and we want to help other people find breakthrough. So, so we, God, we just pray in our weakness that you would make us strong, that we would be just conscious of how much we need you, and that, God, you would just be so apparent in our life to other people, that they would see Christ in us. They wouldn't see the hate or the dislike that we have, but they would see your love, God. They wouldn't see the anxiety or the worry or the stress, but they would just see your peace. 
God, they wouldn't see the sorrow and the struggle in our life, but they would see the joy of the Lord when they look upon us, God. Make us faithful people. Give us self-control, God. Give us goodness and kindness and gentleness so that the world sees something different in our life. Help us not to be like everybody else in the world, but God, to be those people that have Christ just shining that light through their life. God, we just pray for that breakthrough, that kind of breakthrough in each one of our lives. And we pray all this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Come on. So here's what we're going to do, guys, as we finish and we close. We're going to dismiss. But ministry team, you guys hurry up, please, and just come up here quickly because we want to make some space for some ministry time. And if if you're here tonight and you're just like, Lyle, what what you're preaching on, what the Lord's speaking to my heart through this message is what I need. I just need that. I need that breakthrough. I need that. I just need to let it go. So I invite you, just come on up. Just come on up. We're going to have an altar call here. Come on up. There's some ministry servants here to serve you and to pray for you and to prophesy to you. They're going to partner with you in prayer right now for just that breakthrough that you need right now, okay? So let's just put the closing declarations up. We're going to officially dismiss and release everyone tonight. Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. You're dismissed. Go in Jesus' name. If you'd like to go over, um, it's, it's right here at the coffee shop, just right here to the left. And they're having that concert for the whales in Nicaragua. All right, guys. Love you all. We'll see you here next Sunday at five o'clock. Remember, October 1st, We start two services, 4 and 6.30 p.m. Be blessed. Thanks for subscribing to the Iris Nashville podcast. We'd love to hear back from you. If you don't mind, log into the iTunes store and leave us a rating and a review. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more accessible our podcast is to new listeners. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful day. God bless.